for an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Welcome back to another episode of the Monday Waffle. It's round 17 and we can't wait to hoe into the results this week. My name's Dan Lichens. I'll be your host. And yet again, I'm joined by Julian Vincentini. How are you, mate? Good afternoon, Dan. Yes, you and I, back-to-back pods. Indeed. What more could you want to do on a Monday than the Monday Waffle? Well, I heard you were busy yesterday with a bit of a wine tour. Yes, I did have a wine tour yesterday. And there was also some Sunday footy in the Waffle, so... That's right. Let's dig deep into it. You've had your pre-game nachos. That is true. I did have my pre-game nachos and I'm ready to roll. We're ready to hoe into the results this week week and also talk about the big announcement the footy commission made this week and also Jules. We're having Luke Stranatica East Fremantle Sharks, big man only just 23 years of age and playing some stellar football at the moment so he's going to join us on the pod Lovely, I can't wait, let's get right into it Looking at the results from round 17 our first game was down at New Choice Homes Park we had the East Freo Sharks 7-4-46 defeat the Swan Districts only just 5-9-39 the goal kickers, John O'Marge kicking two for the Sharks with six other goal scorers. And for the Swan Districts, five individual goal scorers, including Jesse Turner, Braden Noble, Warwick Wilson, Sam Fisher and Jesse Palmer. In the disposals, Sam Fisher racking up 27, continuing his stellar form to go with that goal. Jesse Turner with 26 to go with his goal. And Frank Anderson, of course, 25. And with the Sharks, Luke English with 25 disposals with his goal. Carl Baskerville with 22, along with Cam Erdley. And looking at the game down in Mandrup, which was played on Saturday at 2.10. Now, Dan, this is an absolute wallop, smacking, flogging, whatever you want to call it. It is an absolute flogging. A 116-point win to South Fremantle against the Peel Thunder. 22 goals, 9, 141 to just a 3 goal, 7, 25. Looking at the goal scorers, Blake Schlensog and Mason Shaw both kicking five goals each. Jimmy Miller kicking four, Cody Nignette three, and Hayden Schleuth having two goals as well to his name. And for the Peel Thunder, just one goal to Tyrone Thorne, Kitchingman and Broadbent. Looking at the disposal getters, Hayden Schleuth had 42 touches to go along with his couple of snags. Dragovic had 30 touches and looking for Peel Thunder at 25 to Tyrone Thorne. In our next game down at Minres Park, the Minres Park Derby, we had Perth Demons 6-7-43 being soundly defeated by the West Coast Eagles 15-9-9-9. They're really coming out the Eagles in the end of the they season, are. aren't they? The goal kickers for the Perth Demons, Sam Stubbs. Did very well with three goals, with Edmonds, McPartland and Nicholas all kicking one. But for the Eagles, Jordan Busher kicking four goals one, Jared Gala kicking three goals two, and Kieran Hug and Nathan Barty both kicking two. In the disposals, Alex Witherden absolutely chopped up with 40 That's huge. ball gets. That's absolutely huge. 40 disposals off a half-back line. You don't really see that from a defender. Absolutely not. Jared Brander with 34, and Hamish Brayshaw... And Leland Marlon, both with 29 and a goal. And for the Demons, Jack Avery had 26 disposals. Corey Byrne with 23. Matthew Taylor also with 23. And look at the game down at Leaderville Oval. Subiaco getting the Chockeys over the Falcons. 10-12-72 to 8-4-52. That win puts Subiaco one game clear on the top of the table now. So they're ahead of Claremont and South Fremantle. Looking at the goal scorers, Brandon Matera had five goals for the Lions. Arguably his best game of the season. And Martin had the two. And for the Falcons, Kaitel had two, Knott had two, and Riddock had the two goals. Leading disposal getters, a couple of friends of the shows leading at the top. Shane Nelson with 36 for the Falcons. And, and Greg Clark for the Lions with 31. And into our last game of the week, the Sunday game at Leaderville Oval. Let me tell you, Jules, Leaderville Oval getting a bit of a, a usage with Saturday and Sunday games last weekend and this week. The ground's been doing a lot of work down there. It, ha- it has <laughs> been doing a lot of work. I think it's a mud pit at the moment. But we'll move on. Uh, the Royals, 12-6-78, surprised defeat over the Claremont Tigers, 10-11-71. A, wic- a wicked defeat. 
uh, from the Royals did very well to, to get up over the Tigers. Keeps their final spot mathematically possible <laughs> as does, well. It does keep it mathematically possible, yes. Uh, the goal scorers. For the Royals, Nick Merritt had three goals, one, and Jackson Ramsey and Edward Simpson both with two. With Claremont, Jake Patmore had three goals, one. Alexander Manuel, Will wouldn't be happy with this. Two goals, four. <sighs> Not ideal. And Bailey Rogers with two goals, one. And in the disposals, Jai Bolton, as per usual with 40. Bailey Rogers on 29 with the, his two goals. Ben Edwards with 27 with his one goal. And for the Royals, Jackson Ramsey as per usual, 31 disposals with his two. Angus Schumacher, 26 disposals. And Rowan Kerr, Nathan Blee, both on 22 disposals. Now, Jules, let's have a look at the ladder and a bit of change. A yes. bit of change. Claremont has slipped down a little place. Gone from second to third. Quietly slid down to third place. <laughs> Quietly slid down to third. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, indeed. And West Perth, of course, um, has fallen to fourth place with their loss against Subiaco. But Claremont, losing to the Royals, that could cost them. That could cost them a uh, a home uh, prelim final. Yes, exactly right. And all three of those top, those top three teams are fighting for that first spot to have that advantage come to top five in the finals. So it's currently in the hands of the Lions. If I had to ask you right now, if we fast forward three, four weeks' time, who's sitting on top of the table? Well, look, I mean, Subi with a game in hand and an additional, you know, 18% on top of South Freo, it's hard to go past them, but I'm not going to discount anyone. I'm not going to discount the Bulldogs. I'm not going to discount the Tigers either. So it's going to look very interesting coming up. And if we look towards the middle of the ladder, the Swan Districts, the gap closes. It does close. <laughs> Will would be stoked. <laughs> the gap closes. Only three games between the Swan Districts and East Freo and East Perth. Um, eight, eight wins to five wins. So it is still mathematically possible. Yes. And with the fixture change that we'll talk about in a few moments, there's been an extra game added to the season. So we might be able to see uh, those two teams possibly getting into the five. And that's all for our results from the previous round and our ladder. Now, Dan, the big news coming from the West Australian Football Commission during the week was that there has been a fixture update and a huge fixture update. So the Waffle Grand Final is going to be pushed two weeks further. It's going to fall on that weekend of October 2nd or 3rd. This is huge for Waffle, isn't it? It is massive. Yeah, that's right. The Footy Commission had an extraordinary meeting last Wednesday night um, and they decided to extend the competition by two weeks. Now, the reason they've done this is to put back in the postponed match, um, the round that they lost in round 13 due to the lockdown. And also, they've had to fill in the round 15 split round. So most teams would have got a bye. Unfortunately, they didn't. So they've extended the season by two weeks to give each team that extra game and the bye. Um, and we'll have a full finals as well. So that means the grand finals will be pushed back by two weeks, which means it's the week after the AFL grand final. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's very unordinary. All us West Australians here are used to the Waffle grand final on that Sunday, the week before the AFL grand final kicks off. But I kind of like it. Footy grand final, AFL grand final finishes, and then we've still got another another grand final weeks to come. We've, it's we've quite awesome, got, actually. We've still got more footy. I mean, it's good, for, it's good for footy in general. And could you imagine if the AFL grand final is played in Perth this year, that would be phenomenal. And then back-to-back grand finals at Optus Stadium. Huge. That, Could you that, imagine the scenes, mate? That would be amazing. I mean, they'd be filled out. Let's just say that. They'd be absolutely filled out at Optus Stadium. Um, another thing to come out of the meeting, they did discuss moving it to a top four due to the COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know Swan Districts will be devastated by that because they've pretty much locked in fifth place, as I like to say. Um, but, no, the, the WAFC, they said, no, we're sticking to a top five. We'll keep our finals um, series the same. So it'll be a four-weeks final series uh, and a top five. So all is normal, Jules, which is good. 
Yeah, anything can happen. There's changes every day, with whether it's regards to AFL or Waffle due to this COVID outbreak. But it's good to see that the Footy Commission can come to a conclusion and there's going to be a grand final. It's not going to be the last day in September. It's going to be the, the first weekend in October. First weekend in October. Nothing wrong with that. But, Jules, question for you. Um, they've announced that the grand final will be at Optus Stadium. How do you feel about that? I mean, I like it on the big stage. Nothing wrong with that. But what was shown last year down at Fremantle Oval with the grand final there and the small ground and it just looked packed full of fans. I loved that. I think it was great to see. Waffle, unfortunately, at the moment isn't a big spectator event like it used to be 30, 40 years ago. So I did like the fact there was a small ground. It filled up with 10,000 people and it was just great. So it looks small when it's at a big stadium like Optus Stadium and also like it did at Subiaco Oval. So... I wouldn't mind seeing the grand final at a leadable oval if they make it or at Claremont's home ground or South Fremantle, whoever's hosting the grand final. But, I mean, on the big stage, you can't argue with that as well. But That's true. Yeah, what are we'd, your thoughts on it, mate? Well, we'd love if the waffle had more viewers because then we'd have more listeners, Shules, which is always good Absolutely. for us. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's the big news. The final series will go ahead but two weeks after scheduled with the grand final to be played on the weekend of October 2 and 3. <laughs> Captain speaking, coming up on the left. His high ball to half four is a huge one to win. Gets closed down. We'll kick virtually on the side. That's your mark of the season so far. Awesome. We fight one more round. We get knocked down, we get up. We fight one more round. Come on. Here on the Monday Waffle, we're lucky enough to speak to some of the best the Waffle has to offer. This week we spoke to East Frio Ruckman Luke Stranatica. But it seems like it's standard tin can and a string because the audio quality is not great. But if you stick with us, you'll hear what you have to say. Here it is. And right now on the line for this episode of the Monday Waffle, we have East Fremantle Ruckman Luke Stranatica on the line. Good afternoon, Luke. Thanks for coming on board. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Now, first question I want to ask you, mate. If you had a dollar for every time someone mispronounced your surname, would you be retired, living on a yacht, maybe in the Bahamas by now? <laughs> Yeah, probably, I'd say I would be. <laughs> including us, mate, including us. But, mate, congrats on the victory on the weekend. Where do you think the game was won for the Sharks? Yeah, no, it was uh, obviously yeah, a really good win for us. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, our effort and our you know our mindset towards the game was um, there for the four quarters. So that was the main thing for us, and I think that's what got us over the line. Um, the Sharks only managed just the two goals after half time. Was it a tough battle to hold off a comeback from the Swans? Yeah, definitely. It was um, yeah, really tough sort of contested game all day. Um, obviously, given the weather and um, gets pretty windy down at Shark Park, so um, yeah, it was a pretty tough day to score. But um, yeah, we were really happy with the win. For yourself, nineteen disposals, thirty nine hitouts, and a goal. Ripper game from you. How do you feel like you played? Yeah, I thought um, I built it into the game nicely. Um, first half, I was probably a little bit quiet, but I thought, um, yeah, I had a pretty strong second half and uh, it was good to kick a goal there at the end in the last quarter um, Yeah, and get over the line. So, yeah, it was good. Did you feel once you kicked that goal, it was all set in stone, the game was done? Uh, oh, not really, to be honest. I thought always knew that you know Swan Districts are a good side, so they're always going to um, come back and give it their all. So we had to make sure that um, we had to play the rest of the quarter out. I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Sharks need to win every game from here to make finals, and the Swans need to lose every game. So it's mathematically possible. I mean, great start on the weekend. So do you boys have that in mind? Uh, yeah, definitely. We just. Um, obviously, we're just looking at it. Last four games left, so um, we need to win, win them all. So, 
Um, I think we're heading in the right direction, definitely. So, um, yeah, it was a great, great start to that on the weekend and um, the whole group's just looking forward to the rest of the games. Lovely. Luke, just turning our attention to you, mate. You're averaging nearly 16 possessions a game. You're leading the lead in hit-outs with 493. Arguably number one ruck in the comp at the moment. Do you think your footy's gone up an extra level this season? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the last couple of years um, I've been at East Free, I've probably been playing more as a key forward, but um, obviously the retirement of um, John Griffin um, has given me the you know the opportunity to be the number one ruck, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, I had a strong pre-season, so I come into the season really confident, and um, yeah, hopefully I can um, finish off the season well. Um, Luke, in 2018, you were Pill Thunders' leading goal kicker while you're playing for them. Do you prefer playing in the middle as a ruckman, or do you prefer playing as a big forward up top? Uh, yeah, I think I can play both positions reasonably well. I think, but um, probably at the moment, I'd like to think that my best footy is in the ruck. Um, yeah, obviously being around the footy a bit more and stuff like that. But I think, given my height, um, it's a big advantage to push forward as well, which I think I've been able to show this year as well. And at just the age of 23, are you still setting your sights on a return to AFL and hopefully playing some footy there one day? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's I think that's the goal for probably every waffle footballer, to be honest. So, um, yeah, definitely... Um, I'm going to try and uh, you know keep playing good footy and do it consistently. So yeah, that's obviously the um, the dream to keep pursuing that. Absolutely. Now, Luke, your footy career is amazing. Um, but we did a quick Google search before, and we found your my cricket profile uh, last season: nine wickets, two hundred and seventy-two runs in first grade. You moonlighting for the Scorchers this season, mate? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Um, yeah, just sort of yeah, it's just a little sort of thing I do in the off season, just to obviously keep fit and uh, yeah, just play play with a few mates so just yeah, enjoying that as well So is that is that a bit of fun does that kind of clash with your pre-season when you get to the, the end of the cricket season? Uh, yeah or sometimes, yeah, it just depends um, with everything on how we're going but um, yeah, obviously my, my footy is my number one priority so um, with cricket I just I don't train for it or anything like that I just sort of rock up on Saturday and have a hit with a few of my mates. So, um, but yeah, obviously my footy is my number one priority. Okay, well, if you had to pick between hitting a century or kicking a goal after the siren to win the granny, what would you pick? Oh, definitely kicking the goal after <laughs> the siren to the granny, I reckon. <laughs> Uh, it's good to know that uh, the WA Warriors have someone to call on in case uh, all their all their batsmen drop out, mate, so it's good. Awesome. Luke, you're having a stellar season so far, and best of luck for you and the Sharks finish for the rest of the year. Thanks for coming on board the Monday Waffle this week, mate. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. Don't forget to go to the Monday Waffle Facebook page and throw us a like and follow us on Twitter. Now, Dan, before we get to our tips for next week, I want to cast your mind back to a little conversation we had with Will DeFulvio last week about East Fremantle's mathematical possibility of playing finals. Here's what Will had to say. If Swans cark it, right, stop playing, lose every game, and let's say East Fremantle start kicking, 
They're, they're playing finals, the, and I, that's possible. That is possible to happen. It's mathematically possible. Yes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like we'll, oh, we're I'm not, spending I'm, too much time on this. I'm not standing out of here with the sandwich board around my neck saying the end is nigh. It's Swans math- aren't playing finals. I'm saying that before we started recording, you told me that it was set in stone. It is set in stone. It, it is, is not set in. It is set in stone. Set in stone implies. Now this is just more of like this is this is a moot point here. <laughs> set in stone implies this that is nothing not you can good do. Content. Okay. Yes, I did not agree with that, but. Yeah, look what happened. It's the East Fremantle Sharks versus Swan Districts. Will, mate, who are you dipping? <laughs> Gonna have to go for the Sharks. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and we'll leave it there, It's Dan. the Swan Districts, mate. They're going to win. Will. <laughs> he, he's not the smartest tool in the shed. He's not Nostradamus, mate. How did he do it? <laughs> but but he, he's onto something at the moment. No but, this, no, but this does not mean anything, right? One win... One win for the Sharks does not mean that the Swans are going to miss finals. They're still three games apart. Mate, they, yeah, there's only three, four games. He's been tooting his horn ever since Saturday night when that result came out. Yeah, that's true. You know, the worst part is not only the Sharks, the Roys are in it too with their win on the weekend. So they're both mathematically possible. And I will say this, with the addition of the extra game into the fixture, it has become even more mathematically possible. <laughs> Well, we've been hearing it all weekend from Will, and I'm sure we're going to hear it for the rest of the season as well. You don't want any team to lose. You don't want to put any bad burden on a team. But, geez, I don't want Sharks to make it because Will won't shut up for the <laughs> for, until, the, until Christmas time comes. Will's going to be tooting that horn all year long. Uh, we just talked to Luke Stranatica, and he will not be happy that you said that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's carry on with our tips. Yeah, Jules, let's look at our tips, mate. This week coming up, there's only four games. Of course, the team's having buys across three different rounds. Um, first game, Saturday, 2-10, Claremont versus Subiaco. This is the game of the week. Huge. It has to be. It has to be game of the week. And Claremont will want to bounce back from their shock loss to the Royals on the weekend. And Subiaco will just want to cement that top spot even further. If the Lions win, they go two games clear over the Tigers. So huge. A lot of riding on this game. My tip is Claremont. They'll bounce back. Subiaco are in flying form. They have been all season, but Claremont need a win. They'll, they'll bounce back and... It'll be a tight game, but yeah, they'll get the chuckies. I have to disagree with you, man, man. I think Subi are going to really fight for this one, but we'll see what happens. Next game, Swan Districts versus the Peel Thunder down at Steel Blue Oval. Yeah, Swan Districts. You reckon? Yeah, any day of the week. Peel uh, Thunder were shocking on the weekend. No, but if Peel Thunder want their finals hopes, they're still mathematically possible as well. <laughs> if Peel Thunder want to get into the finals, they'll need a beat, which means they'll be playing well. So I think... That the Swans will go down. Unfortunately, I don't want to say it because we will we'll love it, but the Swans will go down this week. Wow. Well, no, I'm sticking with the Swan Districts at, at home. Jules, our next game, East Perth versus Perth at Leadville Oval. Mate, you, after the performance last week, you can't look behind East Perth. Huge win against Tigers, so they'll go again. And yeah, back-to-back wins for the Royals for me. Yep, absolutely. And the last game of the week, the Frio Derby again, South versus East Huge. at Frio Community Bank Oval. What's Every, your pick? Well, everyone loves the Frio Derbies down there, so definitely get along to that game if you can. I, I want to go the Sharks. I genuinely want to go the Sharks, but I can't tip them. The Bulldogs will get up. It'll be a close game. I just feel like every every team in a derby always plays that a little bit better. So the Sharks will give their all. It's going to be tight, but the Bulldogs will get up. It's interesting. It'll be really interesting to see the ladder after next week. If Claremont managed to get up against Subi and South managed to win, then they'll both be on the same matches again, all, all top three teams. And if each Freo managed to win then and Swans lose, then they're another game closer to the to the five. And Will's another another <laughs> game right to his prediction. I'm really glad we didn't put any money on that because he's <laughs> he would he would cash that out. That's our tips for this week. <laughs>
That is all we have time for here on the Monday Waffle. Thanks for joining us again. Make sure to check us out on all social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Monday Waffle. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yes, and thank you very much to Luke Stranatico who came on board and gave us his insight into his current season. And fingers crossed for his sakes, the Sharks push for finals bound. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting last few weeks. Absolutely. If you want to weigh in on that issue, make sure to hit us up at the Monday Waffle social medias. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear some more feedback about our podcast if you have any. And you can listen to us on Apple Music, Podbean, or Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jules. It's been a pleasure. Ciao, mate. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Monday Waffle, proudly brought to you by the students from ECU Broadcasting. Hold on, I'm about to sneeze.